1: And Welcome to No Days But Today, a retrospective of the 2005 movie adaptation of the 1996 Tony award-winning musical Rent, One Christmas Day at a Time. I'm Blake, and let me bring on my beautiful and lovely co-host, Mandy. How are you doing today?
0: I'm great. How are you?
1: I'm doing a-okay. It's um, not nearly as hot as here as it's been the last two weeks. (laughs) That's always a good thing. (laughs) Am I right? Right. It's funny. Talking about a, a movie based on Christmas Day when it's like seventy-five degrees outside and it's hot out and hot in our studio most of the time. <laughs> it's like wow. Um, I want to make an announcement, a scheduling announcement. I haven't even told the boss this one yet. So, uh, <laughs> hey, boss. Yeah, we're taking the month of August off. We're going on vacation in a couple of weeks. And honestly, if um, this studio gets any hotter, I don't even think I'd be able to sit in it. And with two fans on, and be able to they have on when I'm recording. So we're taking the month of August off. But here's the other thing. We'll be back in September after this episode. And I figured out the schedule to where our last episode will be right before Rent Live on Fox. So that was not planned, but it just worked out perfectly where we actually have our last show right before Rent Live. And then we can do a series finale talking about Rent Live. So how's that, honey? Works for me. Awesome. So today we're going on to Christmas Day, which um, is actually really exciting because we have a lot to talk about here. First things first, we cut back to the um, the building and the power is back on, which was nice to him to turn it back on for Christmas Day. How nice of Benny. <laughs> he
0: does have a heart.
1: Yes. Apparently, they got to him.
0: The Grinch. Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, his, his heart grew it grew three sizes that night. <laughs> Um,
0: Does that mean um, his Akita Evita <laughs> is uh, is Max? Max,
1: <laughs> nicely done. We'll get to that later. We'll get to that in a few for sure. Um, we come out if I'm um, officially Christmas Day, and we have our first screening of phone calls, which is one of my favorite callbacks from the Broadway show, the Speak voicemail. I love it every speak. single time. Speak, speak one of my favorite things that they did, and I was so happy. We both were giddy when we heard it the first time in the movie theater. Like, yay! We <laughs> did it here. Um, so the first screening of calls is um, Mark's mom and dad. <laughs> Which, for those who don't know, in the Broadway show, it was only Mark's mom that would call. Yes. That was a very loud beep. I don't even know if this is working. Mark, Mark, are you there? Are you screening your calls? It's Mom. We wanted to call and say we love you and we'll miss you tomorrow. Cindy and the kids are here. Send their love. Oh, I hope you like the hot plate. Just don't leave it on, dear, when you leave the house. Oh, and Mark, we're sorry to hear that Maureen dumped you. I say, say lovey. So let her be a lesbian. There are other fishies in the sea. Love, Mom! Here they added his dad, and I'm so happy they did that. My favorite part, and actually, they have the whole thing. Um, I wrote in my notes here that the, in the movie, they brought his dad in for the line about Maureen being a lesbian, which cracked me up. I did not expect his dad to say that line. At all. It, it's the best. He had the most flamboyant voice in the history. <laughs> it's out kind of a voice film. They did not expect <laughs> Hey, <laughs> very funny. Mark, are you there? Are you screening your call? It's Mom. Hi, I just wanted to call and say we love you. We'll miss you today. Cindy and the kids are here. They send their love. And, uh, oh, I hope you like the hot plate. Just don't leave it on when you leave the house. Hey, give me the phone. Oh, oh, no, let me oh, talk. Here's that. Listen, Mark, I'm sorry to hear that Maureen dumped you. I say, say, La Vie. Let her be a lesbian. <laughs> she doesn't know what she's missing. Happy holidays. Um, And then we have what I didn't realize at the time. This is actually a line from the trailer. The original trailer of this movie is actually in this scene. And it's this line. There are times when we're dirt broke and hungry and freezing. And I ask myself, why the hell am I still living here? Oh, yeah. But the funny part is in the trailer is this serious moment. And in here, it's just setting up for a punchline. <laughs> True. Because the next line is, And then they call. And I remember. <laughs> yes! Okay, now I remember. But the, it's actually a serious part of the trailer. I give editing credit for that. because oh it, 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 wow, well done in editing on that one. So, then we cut to the... We look over and Roger notices the window. And it says, X must brunch just us. Um, arrow pointing down, Mimi. <laughs> So cute. Adorable. It was in a heart. I forgot to mention that part. It was in a little heart. And um, Mark does notice it as well. questions it. And Mark knows who she is, of course. And it does not surprise me at all that Mark would know who she is. Because Mark is extremely social. So it doesn't surprise me whatsoever. Mark knows everyone. Mark really does know everyone in this world. <laughs> Especially if you continue on in this run. He really knows everybody. And then what are your favorite moments? Especially in the first half of this show, I know every time we watch As you love it. Collins walks in. You can have it.
0: Merry Christmas, bitches!
1: <laughs> Merry Christmas, bitches! <laughs> so unexpected. we it in the theater. It was so unexpected. <laughs>
0: so last or last time I did an Usos reference, and this time I'm gonna do an Impractical Jokers reference because if you are any like if you've watched any of the Impractical Joker specials um it's you know we're in miami bitches we're in miami bitch aloha bitches like so and it's always sal it's always south line. It's always sal that says it so, so i always like i think i even referenced merry christmas bitches the first time yeah
1: I think you're absolutely right. <laughs> True. But yeah, I, I wrote that down and I had to make sure you mentioned it because it was one of your favorite moments in And movie. if you've
0: ever listened to Sal and Q's podcast, What Say You? Yes. Sal had that story about Rent on Broadway. Oh, yeah.
1: I remember that now.
0: So I really wonder if he took it's it back
1: and tied it all together. I know Q was not a fan of the show on Broadway. No. Q wasn't a fan. I, knew, I, I know that much. Even
0: the most perfect guys have flaws.
1: I know. Thank you. Oh, wait.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. You too. <laughs> so. Merry Christmas, bitches. <laughs> yes.
1: Um, enter Collins. And um, 14 hours later, apparently now it's 14 hours from when he called up during the song Rent. So that's how much time has passed by, <laughs> which is crazy when you think about it, you know, <laughs> how much could truly happen in that much time in this world. Um, he's still in a lot of pain. Mark well no shit, him. he just got his ass kicked. I know. Well, Mark, Mark gives him a big hug, and he hands him the bag of stuff, which we'll get to in a second. <laughs> and um, apparently, he looks at I, I love the fact that Rogers gives him an, oh, hi. <laughs> but it has been seven months since Colin's been here, which is crazy, but still pretty cool. And I love the fact that he brings in a white bucket. I would love to know if he got that bucket from Angel. Is that one of her buckets? His buckets?
0: Probably. One of the
1: buckets he uses all the time on the street. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a food and drink. And I love the fact is that now they're, they're poor drinks. They're having this conversation. He's just poor shots in the, middle of in the middle of their slop on Christmas morning. Why the hell not, right? <laughs> it's just important to note that. So, he um, seven months ago, he went to MIT and... Um, He's not back because they expelled him on, uh, on his theory of actual reality. <laughs> Do you. Okay, let's be honest here. When you first heard this in the Broadway, did you have a clue what he was talking about? Nope. Okay, I was just curious. I kind of comes up later love you, Emo I was wondering if you ever figured it out at the time.
0: Not a friggin' clue.
1: They expelled me for my theory of actual reality, which I'll soon impart to the couch potatoes at New York University. Um, but he does have a job at NYU which is why he's back in town. So very cool. Very cool to have that. So I want to make a note from the commentary track. <laughs> I brought this up to you off here, but I'll bring it up on the air. If you're listening to the commentary track, it's Chris, again, I referenced it before, it's Chris Columbus, Anthony Rapp, and Pascal. They do the commentary track on this movie. And So the director, Mark, and Roger. Correct. And it's a fantastic commentary track. One of the best ones, if you want to listen to something, especially if you're into hearing about this movie, listen to that commentary track. It, 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 apparently one of Chris's kids... Was saying that she laugh, sh- as she was laughing at the concept of this musical in general, and how ridiculous it truly is, <laughs> like the concept in general, but especially this moment, because um, it was noticed that how weird the format was. Because Collins comes in, says hi, is catching up, pouring drinks, oh while Angel is outside waiting for her, waiting for his cue. <laughs> Just hanging outside, waiting for his cue. <laughs> it was a good, like I look at the clock, it's a good five minutes. They're in there talking while he's outside waiting.
0: <laughs> but if we're being honest, that's just musical life right there.
1: Exactly. It's also, if I uh, it's Angel. Okay. Who's the one, um, the, you uh, know better names than I do. It's cake challenge. The winning cake challenge you've been watching. Who are the hosts on that?
0: Oh, Tara Lipinski and Johnny Weir.
1: Johnny Weir. I could see him being like this, just waiting for an entrance. Oh. <laughs> waiting for an entrance to have Oh, one. definitely. That's the proof that I can think of now that I'm thinking about it, you know? Honestly. Or like, maybe even, um... Johnny, Johnny, oh, who was I thinking of from um, Queer Eye?
0: Jonathan. Jonathan.
1: Jonathan from Queer Eye. He's another guy I guess he's waiting for his entrance.
0: Honestly, <laughs> I think Johnny Weir would make a fantastic angel.
1: You know, that's not that, even anyway, that far-fetched. I think it would actually work really well.
0: <laughs> Can you believe?
1: <laughs> so funny.
0: Yes, Queen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, that's We're now into our next song, Today for You, which is a classic in this world. Um... Not going to go through all the lyrics because I have that for later, but we, we explain that the money he got is from Angel, who enters in a full Santa outfit, zebra stockings, and matching belt, handing out wads of cash like Robin Hood. Dang. <laughs> it's a lot of money. <laughs> we, look, look at it. it literally wads of 20s. He's
0: just handing them. <laughs> we need better friends. I know, seriously.
1: Literally hundreds of dollars he's handing out just because. <laughs> Um, so, <laughs> I know we, we, we joke about Akita, Evita, and all that kind of stuff, and I just want to know, I just wrote this down because it's funny, because in this song, pretty much the whole so- point of this song is to explain that he got an offer to kill a dog by playing his drum for $1,000 and a bonus if he trimmed her tree. <laughs> the owner's tree. That's pretty much what this whole song is. In a nutshell. Yeah, pretty much. How ridiculous is that though? That's pretty much this whole song. You earned this on the street? It was my lucky day today on Avenue A When a lady in a limousine drove my way She said, Darling, be a dear Haven't slept in a year I need your help to make my neighbor's happy dog disappear This accusation. Akita- Evita just won't shut up. I believe if you play non-stop, that we will breathe its very last high strung breath. I'm certain that Kerr will bark itself to death. And I do lo- I do have the line After an hour, Evita in all her glory, on the window ledge of that 23rd story. Like Thelma and Louise did when they got the flu, who so dove into the courtyard of the Gracie Muse. Look, really?
0: That's what we're going with. That's a reference point. Now, did Thelma and Louise
1: come out with 489? Yeah. I'm not sure. I mean, do that actually real fast. I'm not 100% sure. I could look that up real quickly. Um, and then, of course, dance break, because, well, why not? Now, funny part about this, back to that commentary, apparently, Owen Wilson. Name,
0: Jermaine Heredia.
1: Thank you. You're better with names than I am. He um had a five o'clock shadow issue when doing this performance, and they literally in the middle of the, cause it took him three days to film this performance, and they literally had to sh- give him shave him in the middle of dancing because he kept having this five, uh, five o'clock shadow issue. <laughs> That's great. Because <laughs> apparently when you could, when Halston, he heard from this beautiful woman to oh shit he's a guy we gotta shave him now gotta shave him now. <laughs> Oh shit! He's a guy. <laughs> That's pretty much what they. It's pretty funny. And I was watching the video of that, and ooh, good call, honey. This is a fantastic reference in 1996, not in 1989. Ah. Because the Louise came out in 1991. Very nice catch. Very nice catch. Yay me. Yes. So. Um, so then we have the, the whole and okay. Then he explains how she met Col- Harry McCollins, which we know we learned that in the beginning. And I love how flirty the two of them are. It's actually really really adorable <laughs> to watch the two of them dancing all flirty. And the song's over. They all applaud. And apparently, there was a lot of people that were compl- that actually bitched that they actually applauded the performance in the movie. Why? And even even Anthony Rapp clarifies like, w- in context of the story, we're applauding his performance. Like that's what he just gave us a performance. What it, what to complain about? <laughs> so musical purists sometimes just have issue with stupid shit like that. So next, phone rings. Speak. And it is Maureen calling from Mark.
0: Oh, Maureen.
1: And um, at this point, a little note here. Collins actually noticed the note on the window, and Roger brushes it off. <laughs> Completely brushes it off. Like, oh, no, it's not. No, no ignore that. Ignore that. Um, and Mark picks up the phone, and, and in short, he pretty much agreed to go help Joanne for Maureen, which we'll get to in a minute. I personally love Collins here. Because Collins has been in the house, been, been in the loft, what, 10 minutes? <laughs> Literally 10 minutes at this point between everything they did in the song. Yes. So he comes in. He, he's co- still on the window from Roger. He's still trying to, get, to figure out what that's all about. So then he doesn't know about him, Mar- about a American Marine being broken up. Oh. Doesn't know about that yet. Doesn't know Marine's a lesbian. Doesn't know anything. <laughs> just walked in and his reaction is a laughter and even Angel in the background is laughing at this
0: point. Yes, <laughs> like, it was fantastic. So
1: that's hysterical. But then Collins being the great friend <laughs> that he could be just starts doing <laughs> <whoosh>. <laughs> Mark cracked me up. Yes, I love that one. Because <laughs> he's just being a friend. That. There's nothing like he's just being a friend, a bit of an asshole friend. That's all that is. And that's true. as realistic though. That's so realistic in this scene. Oh,
0: for sure. You and Who your... wouldn't do that? <laughs> you bust your friends' balls
1: all the time, like exactly. that. Exactly. That's the point. But Angel and um, Angel and Collins are off to life support. They invite Roger and Mark. Roger again brushes it off. <laughs> But um Mark says I'll catch up with you guys later and we move on. Um but before we do that, we have one of my favorite Angel moments. It's such a side thing, and I I love it every time I see it. Is they go off. Mark leaves, Colin leaves, Rogers is sitting there. Angel pretty much just says, if you pretty much says Colin tells Roger, don't stay in the house all day. And then Angel just, like, looks at, at, at Roger and just shimmies away. <laughs> it's such an angel thing to do. <laughs> and apparently that was improv. That was totally not. It one of those moments. It's like, um, that, it's like okay, I'm just going to do this. <laughs> and it stayed in. So, perfect. That just showed no your character because you did this role for so long. Yes. So, we cut back outside. And um, we are at the performance space. Mark walks in. I, by the way, I got to say now that I'm rewatching this again I love how Mark is really is our guide, to the, especially through the first half of this movie
0: yes, he's like our na- narrator
1: it's a lot like J.D. and Scrubs like you're following him along on the journey through everything in this movie, especially the first half um, so I was taking a look at everything and I, I love the fact that above the door when he walks in, it just says the space in white blue spray paint it's like, okay, I think we know where we are <laughs>
0: Yes.
1: <laughs> it's okay. Um, the enter, the stage is set up. There are very few people, except for a few homeless guys. I did notice, by the way, outside the place with a bunch of homeless guys standing around barrels of fire all over the place. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. I mean, it fits the theme we're in. It really does. It's like, this is definitely road, world building of the world we're in at this point. Oh, and this is where it becomes fun. <laughs> um,. It's very, very awkward as Mark introduces himself to Joanne. Like, you really can't get more awkward than this at this point in the movie.
0: Oh, yeah. For sure.
1: And Joanne says that she told him not to call him. She hired an engineer who's three hours late. And we enter our next song. Yay! <laughs> Tango Marine. Um, so, apparently, on this song, <clears throat> and every other song they had to edit out curse words. This is the only song they didn't have to edit out the word Fuck. Oh, wow. It was kept in for this because of the joke. It's really meant for the joke.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The
1: humor in here, it's so subtle, and it's only said twice. It's the only song in here, apparently. It's the only song. Listen to the soundtrack again, to clarify. On the movie soundtrack, is the only one with curse words in it. On the whole movie soundtrack.
0: Wow.
1: Yeah, and how much cursing's in the Broadway show?
0: Yeah, for That's sure. A, it's
1: a big, it will get more into some censorship later later on. But for this scene, it's pretty damn cool. That is, they let the curse words fly in this one. It's a very P 13 thing. Matter of fact, I was listening to um to Tell him Steve Dave um Tell him Steve Dave Patreon show that went up today. And um they were talking Walt was talking about how the Sunday Jeff show is going to be a PG-13 show. And he said you're only allowed to say fuck once. They <laughs> <laughs> said it twice. <laughs> I said it was said twice. But they're like, we're gonna follow the practical joke rules of cursing. You can you can say shit a lot, you can only say the F-word once. <laughs> Makes <laughs> Which sense. Which I thought was funny the fact that they were comparing the Sunday Jeff show to the Practical Jokers on Cursing. <laughs> so, what well, we did learn the Practical Jokers, you can pull people off now on True TV. Yes, you That was can. a big deal. That was a very big deal, but it happened. That there was on the Practical Jokers podcast, they said that was a big deal that they finally got that cleared.
0: Yes, definitely.
1: So, all right, back to this. So, I have the lyrics down on this one because there's so much to this. I'm not going to read the lyrics by this for reference point, just for storytelling purposes. What I love about this is the storytelling songs we're in now. And I love a good storytelling song. Yes. So, um, the first fuck, by the way, was, um, it's weird, very weird, fucking weird. <laughs> Which is great. So, pretty much, Maureen has been fighting with microphones and trying to figure out how to get her equipment, get this equipment working. And... She's actually just pissed off at Maureen for whatever reason. At this point, we don't really know the real reason why she's pissed at Maureen yet. Joanne
0: is pissed at Maureen. Yes, Joanne said, is pissed. You said Maureen.
1: Did I say Maureen twice? Yeah. I'm sorry. Joanne is pissed at Maureen, and Mark Mark kind of catches it. She's like I think I know what's going on. You can see the look at him like his eyes light up, like almost like you can see the light shine above his head, like a light bulb went off.
0: Yep, <laughs> like, epiphany.
1: Thank you, epiphany, and um. He says, I know this act. It's called the Tango Marine. <laughs> if um,
0: anyone understands it, it's Mark.
1: It really is the ex-boyfriend. I want to understand what you're going through. And I love the lyrics here. The Tango Marine. I think I know what you mean, the, the Tango t- that's,
0: that's, that's so visual.
1: Like. I know. I, Jonathan Larson's a brilliant lyricist, but it comes to lyrics like this. Yes. Like the rhymes in here are so specific, you know? Like you, I can't get over how specific the lyrics truly, truly is. This is where I love this part. Have you have you ever powdered her lips and called you Pookie? pookie. Never. <laughs> Have you ever doubted a kiss or two? This is spooky. Did you swoon when she walked through the door? Every time. So be cautious. Did she moon over other boys? More than moon. I'm getting nauseous. Then they realize, oh shit, we're going through the same thing. <laughs> Yep. And now, this is my favorite part. This is not in the lyrics, but I watched this scene. I, I, this always makes me laugh. Mark dramatically taking off his jacket for no apparent reason. He's so dramatic. The music just stops and he just takes his jacket off and throws it across the room. There's no reason for that, but it's so, Mark, it's so funny. <laughs> so, and this is my favorite line from this whole song. It's not on the Broadway soundtrack, and it, it, it's not on the Broadway soundtrack. It's in the movie one. I was so happy we heard it on the Broadway movie soundtrack. Where'd you learn to tango? With a French ambassador's daughter in her dorm room at Miss Porter's, and you? With Nanette Himmelfarb, the rabbi's daughter at the Scarsdale Jewish Community Center. <laughs> one of my favorite lines in the entire show.
0: <laughs> yes, but my favorite line is.
1: It's hard to do this backwards. You should try it in heels. And then Mark falls. <laughs> I do, Okay, I have to ask a question here. What happened here? Did she just let go of him in the middle of this? Yes. Okay, because it's just like, okay, he falls, and we jump to a, a fun fantasy sequence where now Mark and Joanne are all dressed up, <laughs> and we have twenty couples around the dance, we all dancing, and Marina is there in a did red. Did you
0: count? Is it? I 20? did actually. It was like oh.
1: I did count them. It was twenty couples. I counted the screen. That I can count. There might have been more that I didn't see, but the ones that I did see on the screen were 20 couples. And um, Maureen is there in a a red dress standing out in the crowd, and um, it ends with Maureen leaving with a man and a woman. (laughs) Just tangling out. Okay. Um, Production note. This whole sequence was actually filmed in wide shots on purpose because they wanted the proof that they were actually dancing and singing. Oh, okay. They didn't want people to say we had it. because I think it was after... I think they were making reference um, to like Les Mis and things like that, where they don't actually show people dancing. But here they wanted to make sure you knew. They danced. They learned this choreography. We're going to show you they learned this choreography. <laughs> Which is true. I like that. It's a little detail to this musical that doesn't happen very often. So I appreciate that personally. So you find out that um, Maury cheated on Joanne... <laughs> I love how that came out of this whole thing. <laughs> and it's another um, fucking cheated. Our other curse word in here. And um, we go back and forth and Joanne comes into realization. And then we come back and Joanne and and Mark wakes up from this fantasy sequence. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Joanne helps him up. And she, I love this. Joanne asks, are you okay? Actually, I feel great now. <laughs> <laughs> And she feels lousy. <laughs> and then the phone rings. I feel lousy. Speak. Oh, no. Wrong phone. Oh, It was her phone in here. And she picks up his Marine calling after Mark had patched the mics. I love them By the way, we're going through this whole process. And how long did it take Mark to fix those mics? Like, five seconds? Yeah, like, It was literally, he pressed a couple of buttons and everything's fine. <laughs> I think that's funny. Um... So Mark, um, uh, so um, she picks up the phone and she gets called Pookie, and that's it. The look on her face is amazing, but Mark in the background, Pookie, Pookie, That's <laughs> the <Every> end scene. <laughs> so funny, fantastic song, fantastic dancing. It's probably one of the best dancing because it's in this show, because it's so like over the top but fun at the same time.
0: And more importantly, my nickname came from here. Yes,
1: Pookie. <laughs> So, we continue on. Mark runs off to the Ryder Community Center to join Life Support. And by the way, just right now, this is an actual community center in Alphabet City. Oh, cool. Yes, yeah, a real place in Alphabet City in New York. And it's still there now to this day. So, that's pretty cool. We enter in to the Life Support, and we have Steve Gordon, Ali Pam, Sue, Angel Tom Collins, and Paul. Angel takes off. His wig. Now, quick note. Do you know the meaning behind these names? No. Okay. All, if you, um, all the names except for, I believe, Paul. Every other name is someone who died in Jonathan Larson's life of AIDS.
0: Oh, wow.
1: Every single name in here, obviously, except for Angel and Collins and Paul. Everybody else passed away in his life. It's actually on the documentary, on the DVD. Everyone passed away of AIDS, and he did it in tribute to them to put them in this musical for life. That's awesome. So that's what all the names are for, and I think that's pretty cool. So I did a little research on our cast of characters here, and there is one person that stands out that immediately to me I knew exactly who he was. And that was Steve, who's Aaron Lore.
0: <laughs> Who is a bash brother. He's a
1: bash brother, but he had other credits here as well. He's a mush in New original Newsies, which is cool. But most importantly, he is Dean Portman.
0: Exactly. And he's 2, a bash brother. D 2
1: and D3. Just to make sure both movies are covered there. He's also in a goofy movie as um, Max's singing voice, which I did not know that, actually, until future reference, obviously.
0: But much more importantly than the disease, brother. he's, he's he, he was a bash brother.
1: Also though, a little note, I looked up I was actually looked up everybody also on the um, the um, IBDB, the Internet Broadway database, just to see if anyone has any Broadway history. He also was into the Full Monty. <laughs> the touring cast of the Full Monty for a year and a half.
0: <laughs> All right. So
1: there you go. You never quite know what someone's gonna be in, right? Much like um, Gordon, Borden, who, uh, who who is Wayne Wilcox and you know him. As Marty and Gomer Girls. <gasps> okay. <laughs> so I knew you'd know that one. There's a reference you got. He also was um he also was a Broadway on Broadway. As um, Sydney Chaplin in Chaplin on twenty 22 in twenty twelve, twenty thirteen on Broadway. Mm, it's a very okay. cool there. Okay. Um, the rest of these people are pretty much just known in this movie. Bianca Sam, this is the this is her top is Allie, this is her top notable acting role. She did write on TV shows like Training Day and the Originals. Okay. So that's pretty cool. Um, Heather Barbany, who is Pam. This is her only real notable acting role. Um, Lisa Cohen, who is Sue. And this is one of her few acting, but she's a stunt actor oh. in big time movies. And these are pretty big movies. Um, Spider-Man 2, Mr. and Mrs. Smith in Battleship.
0: Oh, wow. And Spider-Man
1: 2, I'd like to shout out to Spider-Man Minute, who's covering that movie right now. I'm Scott Carelli and I'm over to Dean Giannis. Good guys. And finally we have um Paul is um is um Daniel London and I figured there was gonna be more to him and really no. There's not much to him either. He um plays some small parts in um, Patch Adams, my own report, Big Trouble and The Sopranos. Hmm. So uh, there's our there's our life support group.
0: Patch Adams is a good movie.
1: That's a real un- underappreciated really. I think it's a really underappreciated movie. Agreed. Yes. Very, it very it shows Robert Williams all at all levels. Yes. The funny and the serious. That's a rare movie that you could do both. Yep. I love that movie. Um I said that part already. i just checking my notes to make sure I didn't miss anything. So Mark shows up. Now, in the Broadway show, and this is actually noted on the commentary, and when Mark shows up, it's pretty much just very like, I'm here, I'm just going to see who I am, and then I'm just going to start filming. There's not going to be anything to it. Sorry, excuse me, oops. And you are. Oh, I'm not. I'm just here to I don't have. I'm here with Mark. Mark. I'm Mark. This is quite an operation. Sit down, Mark. We'll continue the affirmation. I appreciate here that it's awkward. He doesn't feel like he belongs here. And then he actually asks for consent to film them. Yes. It's an important detail that I, di- I never really caught it because it goes by so quickly. But yeah, he just literally makes sure he asks for consent before filming them. Very good detail that I appreciated. So there is also the line um, this is quite an operation which is on the Broadway show which I appreciate that line I think it's a good good Mary Mark moment it's like yeah it is a good moment this is nice but like I said he asked for permission he's filming for a documentary and then we get to the actual meeting and um
0: I found out my T-cells were low what was your reaction scared how are you feeling today right now
1: okay All right.
0: (laughs) Pretty good. Is that all? It's the best I've felt in a long time. Months.
1: And this is actually one of of the funnier lines. I remember seeing this in the Broadway show the first time. and It's always to laugh. This line always gets a laugh, especially on Broadway.
0: Then why choose fear? I'm a New Yorker.
1: (laughs) Fear's my life. (laughs) always get the laugh it's sort of like a lot of the new york jokes in hamilton always get the chuckle in the audience you know so actually no i think the line that always get the laugh in new york in hamilton is the shot they shot to take in new jersey oh of course (laughs) everything's legal in new jersey (laughs) where is this happening across the river in jersey everything is legal legal in new New Jersey. jersey then we get to the song it's life support and I would like to make a note. In the, in the Broadway show, just why I set this up for people. Okay, to keep in mind, in the Broadway show, this is all one day. Everything's taking place on Christmas Eve. So, and the way the staging setup is, if you've never seen the Broadway show, the staging setup is um, life support up in the left-hand corner of the stage, where Mark is, and the bottom corner of the stage is actually the loft. Still set up, but in the dark. And Roger is still down there. And he actually sings with Steve in this song. But obviously in the Broadway show in the movie it's not working that way obviously but I like that they did in the Broadway show it did happen so I think that's pretty cool and that actually helps move Roger along yes which we get to the next day <laughs> Gordon and Steve start opening up look I find some of what you teach suspect because i'm used to relying on intellect but i try to open up to what i don't know because reason says i should have
0: died three years ago
1: that's deep that's really deep Cause it's true in yes. this case it's very very true and that leaves us to our mantra for the rest of the show And you cut to Mark, who's been filming, and his camera winding around, and end the scene for the end of our episode today at the end of part one of December twenty fifth. Your thoughts on life support and anything else going on today?
0: I I just I love the mantra and the meaning behind
1: it, and I just I love it. Yeah, and this is setting up to the second part, which we'll get back to in September, guys. Again, reminder we're taking a month of vloggers off, but our next episode is going to be out tonight and another day. Yay! That's, I love those two songs. I look forward to this. And the fact that Rosara Dawson, Rosario Dawson, and you know how much I love her, but we'll get into all that in our next episode. I'm looking forward to that a lot as we finish off Christmas day in the beginning of the school year. Apparently that's how we're doing things. Why not? <laughs> so that's where we're going to wrap things up. I will make a quick, one more quick announcement for those who have not heard. We're not only on Apple podcast, iHeartRadio, and all the other places. We're now on Spotify. You can just look for us. We're the only rent podcast available on Spotify right now. So that's pretty cool. Very cool. So you can find us there. You can rate and review. Let us know what you think. And um, we're part of the Movies by Minutes family. Despite the fact we're not a movie by Minutes show. But they accepted us into our family. Into their family. So I'm not going to complain about that. Uh, I, will, I will actually plug their convention. MMX Denver going on at 81818. Denver, Colorado. I will not be there as that we will be on vacation, but go and um, go and support them there if you're in the area. They're a bunch of really good guys, and they, they support us. We I want to support them, so go over there to do that. Um, finally, we are part of the Filling the Void Podcast Network, and you can hear us, again, back in September, but you can hear me every single Friday on the Blake and Sal show and on Clerks Minute every other Friday, and um, Andy's going to be returning hopefully next week with your blogcasts. and what show is that
0: uh messy magical motherhood
1: yes and you can plug your blog fast fast.' so everyone knows it's coming back in august am i correct
0: yes well first off um even if i'm not on the blog i highly recommend you check out mke mom's blog um it's 30 women who have diverse opinions and experiences about motherhood it's super exciting um and i will also be on the everlasting minute
1: that sounds right down the road. I don't know the date yet on that, but soon. Yes. So you're we'll recording it. that episode during our hiatus, so that's pretty cool. Yep. Actually, I'm actually recording it for reminding me, you're doing everlasting minute. I'm doing Groundhog Minute. So we're both gonna get other podcasts in the next couple of months. And also you can hear me on J Bob Minute soon. Yes. So we're all over the place. And I might as well throw a out there. I'm gonna also be on the be on the bare Naked ABCs sometime in the next month or so. So we're all over the place. People like us, so they bring us on their show to talk. <laughs> all right, that's that. Thank you all for tuning in today and enjoying Um No Days But Today, a Rent Retrospective. I'm Blake. I'm Pookie. Yes, <laughs> she's Pookie. I'm Honey Bear. Have a good day, everybody.
0: Adios, bitches. No Christmas bitches! (laughs)